Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, January 17th, 2015. This show is, of course, live every Saturday evening from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. to midnight Central Time. Tonight on What on Earth is Happening, we're going to do an all-call-in show, and the topic is going to be on order followers. I know I said I was going to jump in with uh, some new material starting this week. Unfortunately, uh, life kind of intervened, and I really haven't had time to uh, pack that information out and organize it, so I'm going to uh, start that next week, definitely. But I figured tonight would be a good opportunity to open up the phone lines and let people uh, give their take on the series that I just concluded on order followers, ask any questions that they may have for clarification on this topic, and uh, just put out their own uh, you know, ideas or insights uh, regarding what we can do to reverse the trend of people uh, following orders for a paycheck or for uh, a petty sense of power or whatever they feel is the need for them to do it, the psychological abandonment issues that underlie uh, this condition. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do an entire show on that to let people uh, put their viewpoints out there. So uh, the call-in number to join us tonight is 800 313 9443. Once again, the call-in number, an all-call-in show. I specifically want your take on the information I just covered on order followers, any questions that you may have on that topic, and any comments that you want to make regarding order followers or how we can turn the situation regarding order followers around in this world. Once again, the call-in number to join us, 800-313-9443. I have several event announcements that I want to make tonight. Um, The Free Your Mind 3 conference, of course, is coming at us very rapidly. It's going to be taking place 
uh, here uh, just outside of Philadelphia on April 10th, 11th, and 12th of 2015 at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. The speakers confirmed Bob Tuscan, Clint Richardson, Curtis, the Illuminated One Davis, Dennis McKenna, Derek Brose, the New Jersey Weed Man Ed Fortune, Freighter X, Freeman, Fritz Springmeyer, Jay Parker, John Vibes, Josie the Outlaw Wales, Lennon Honor, Luke Rudkowski, Mark Devlin, myself Mark Passio, and Stuart Swerdlow. There will also be a panel discussion group, um, and there will be open mic sessions at the end of the evenings for the conference. Five to ten minute segments will be given to people uh, from you know, the attendees that just want to uh, get up and speak on any given topic. An all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 3 conference, the biggest conference of its kind on the East Coast, certainly coming up in 2015. An all-weekend pass for this great event, only $150. You can go and get your tickets immediately. It's the best way to support the efforts of the organizers of this conference is getting your tickets in advance because it helps to pay for the speaker travel expenses, it helps to pay for the venue, it helps to pay for the speaker lodging expenses, and all the other ancillary things that need to be paid for as part of a conference of this size and scope. So get your tickets at freeyourmindconference.com. I just learned that um, the organizers are extending the promo code Uh, that I had been giving on this show exclusively for listeners of What on Earth is Happening. You can put in at freeyourmindconference.com when you go to buy an all-weekend pass. uh, The promo code 93, just the number 93 at checkout, and you will receive uh, a $20 discount off an all-weekend pass for the conference. That will be ongoing until Sunday evening at midnight. Okay, so into Monday, you know, Sunday night into Monday morning at midnight, uh, that is when that code is no longer going to be valid or working at all. So if you're listening now and you want a discount on the all weekend pass, which is the best way to support this event, enter coupon code 93 at checkout at freeyourmindconference.com. I will be speaking at a monthly meetup group uh, here in Philadelphia called Philadelphia Liberty on the Rocks. I just confirmed this this Tuesday. I'm going to be giving a special presentation on the true meaning and purpose of the Second Amendment. This will be taking place on Tuesday, February 10th, 2015 from 6 o'clock p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. Now, I will not be speaking that entire time As a matter of fact, this is going to be sort of a short presentation for me. The presentation itself will be approximately half an hour, maybe a little bit longer, but um, we're shooting for about a half an hour and then followed by a discussion, question and answer session and discussion on the topic, which is the true meaning and purpose of the Second Amendment. I will be extensively breaking down all of the language contained in the Second Amendment and attempting to convey to people what the authors of the Second Amendment truly intended uh, by putting this provision into the Bill of Rights. Tuesday, February 10th, 2015, 6 to 9 p.m. at The Cafe. That's the name of the venue. It's at 2011 Walnut Street, 
20th and Walnut, just off the corner, 2011 Walnut Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19103. This event is free to attend, and for more information on this event, you can check out philadelphia.libertyontherocks.org. And if you're local to the Philadelphia area and you want to come out and have some lively discussions with a great group of uh, libertarian activists, some of them even anarchists, uh, you could check out uh, their meetup group, uh, Philadelphia Liberty on the Rocks. I was the proud recipient of a Tesla Spirit Award. This took place on last weekend, last Saturday, January 10th in New York City. This is the reason I was not on the air live last weekend, uh, but a, we played a replay instead, a rebroadcast. Uh, I went to attend the Tesla Science Foundation's third annual um, Tesla Memorial Conference at the New Yorker Hotel in New York City. It was a great event, lots of awesome speakers, got to meet a lot of great people and interact with them. And I uh, got a very, very pleasant surprise. Actually, as I was uh, heading up to the conference, I got a call from the Tesla Science Foundation's President Nikola Lonchar, and he told me that I would be receiving a Tesla Spirit Award at the conference, which uh, was very, very, uh, again, pleasantly surprising to me. So um, the Tesla Spirit President's Award for Continuous Dedication to Tesla's Legacy is the award that I received. It's uh, pretty much the highest, uh, most prestigious award that the Tesla Science Foundation gives to individuals at the um, Tesla Memorial Conference and, and Spirit Awards each year. I'll tell you a little bit more about this on the other side of this break. Remember, folks, your calls coming up all show on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. We'll be right back. There's nothing wrong There's a code of silence And it can't go on Welcome back everyone You're listening to What on Earth is Happening Here on RBN I'm your host Mark Passio My website whatonearthishappening.com I was just telling people In the last segment about uh, Me being the recipient of uh, The Tesla Science Foundation's uh, Most prestigious award That is given to individuals at the uh, third annual um, Tesla Memorial Conference at the New Yorker Hotel in New York City this year. Uh, You could check out the photos of this. Uh, It's um, uh, in the photo section for this uh, show. Uh, You could go to the radio show page tab of What on Earth is Happening if you're listening live right now. If not, this is podcast 182, and you could check that out on the podcast section. Um, The... uh, Photos show me receiving the award at the podium and then um, taking a picture with uh, Mono Davina, who was one of the other recipients, and Barb, who received um, Michael Falsetta's award. Uh, Michael Falsetta was instrumental in um, 
helping to organize and uh, f- basically raised funds for uh, some of the first Tesla conferences that were hosted by the Tesla Science Foundation. So he was another recipient. Unfortunately, he was ill on that day and was unable to attend the conference. So uh, Barb received the award in, in his honor. Uh, there's a picture of the bust of Tesla, which I received. It's image number six. Uh, the um, the other images, of course, on, on the site right now are the Free Your Mind conference posters, a poster for my uh, Liberty on the Rocks presentation coming up on February 10th, and then the uh, last three photos online, uh, four, five, and six, show me receiving the award and the award itself, uh, which is image number six, the Tesla Spirit President's Award. So uh, I was very, very honored and privileged to receive uh, this great award. I want to thank Nicola Lonchar and the entire Tesla Science Foundation uh, for um, offering this award to me. And um, it was really a great honor to receive it uh, live at at the uh, uh, Tesla conference. So if people want to check out more about this uh, great group of people who are trying to bring Tesla's uh, name and legacy to the prominence that it so rightfully deserves, please check out their website at teslasciencefoundation.org. There is currently a pledge uh, drive, a donation pledge drive going on uh, here at RBN. Uh, the network is looking to raise some funds and uh, in order to keep uh, great content on the air, uh, occasionally from time to time, they do need the, the help of listeners. So if you are uh, in a position to do so, to make a donation to the network, uh, you can uh, go to their homepage and click on the donations tab and do it there, or you can call into the network at a toll-free number, 800-724-2719. This is an ongoing donation pledge drive going on at RBN right now. The toll-free number, if you want to call in and pledge a donation, is 800 724 or you can go to the RBN website at republicbroadcasting.org and click on the donations tab. Okay, so a couple of other quick uh, things. The What on Earth is Happening uh, promotional t-shirts are still available as a free gift in return for a voluntary donation. You can click the link that is listed in the uh, news articles uh, at the top of the news section of the whatonearthishappening.com website. Uh, it's also the top item under latest news on the left-hand column of the webpage. Um, the shirts are really great. People seem to be really enjoying them. They're good conversation pieces, and they're just a good way to promote the website and the uh, ideas and concepts that are contained on it. There's also a donation button on the left-hand side of the whatonearthishappening.com website. If you feel that you've received value from the information that I've shared here on the What on Earth is Happening radio show and on my website, please feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work so that I can continue it long into the future. So with that having been said, um, the phone lines are already full. They're lit up, and I really appreciate that. So let's go right to the phones. It's uh, your, the, the callers are going to make the show today. And I figure this is a good way to end a uh, entire uh, series that I've been uh, doing over the last several weeks here on the show. 
uh, by just opening up the phones and just getting your reaction to it, uh, getting your questions, your feedback, and any comments that you want to make on the order follower series that I just conducted here on the show because we're going to change gears a little bit and go in some new directions on future shows. And we'll, we could talk about that a little bit too. So let's hear from Zidani in Connecticut. Zidani, you are live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. So obviously it's a third call I'm calling into your show with, and the topic is a big topic. Um, We were talking last week. I was talking to you, adding to the show regarding a lot of the German influences uh, with Project Paperclip and all that kind of piggybacking off the UFO issue and a lot of the high science that we have around here. Right. Um, so actually where I was going to go is you know pose the question to you before you even put the topic out there to round it up that way. Uh, where's the, you know, what, what the solutions are? I mean, obviously a ton of your work is geared toward that, but, you know, I mean, what, you know, just bouncing real quickly off you before it comes back, like what do you, how do you see the, the simple end of solution besides just education, besides education and becoming aware of the tactics and techniques and everything going on, what do you see as really the solution? Well, the solution is for enough people, a critical mass of people, to become so enlightened regarding truth and morality that they step into the true courage uh, of what is known as the great work. And the great work is actually reaching out once you have transformed yourself and your worldview and most importantly your behaviors and then teaching other people and influencing other people to help to transform themselves. That's what alchemy is really about. The, it's the vehicle for the great work is alchemy. It's actually the influence for being the influence for other people to step into their own courage and their own transformative capabilities. You know, that's what the great work actually is. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's first changing your own mind and behaviors and then helping other people to do that same process, to go through that same transformative process. The problem is, is that we not only don't have enough people who are willing to step into that level of courage, mostly because they don't have that knowledge developed enough within them, uh, themselves, but you have a lot of people who are so attached to the current completely immoral Western civilization paradigm that they would fight to the death to protect it because they don't know anything else and they're so trapped in a fear-based mindset and they're so trapped in a satanic mindset. One of the biggest problems is that we have a propagation of Satanism throughout society and the vast, overwhelmingly vast majority of human beings do not even understand not only what Satanism is, but they do not understand that they are living Satanism. They are actual Satanists at a low level and do not understand that that is the ideology that they have already signed on to and subscribed to in their daily choices, in their daily living, in their daily behaviors. They don't understand they already are Satanists by every definition. I totally agree with you. Um, now, you know, so when you're talking about a tipping point, you know, I, I don't know if I agree that it, it's as high. I know you spoke to their, you know, these masses of numbers. Um, 
Zidani, hold right there. We're coming up to a break. I'll hold you on and let you get to this part of your question on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're taking your calls throughout the show tonight. Call in number to join us, 800-313-9443. We were talking to Zidani in Connecticut. Zidani, uh, you were um, talking about uh, the critical mass point or the uh, amount of people that you thought was necessary to create a cascading change throughout society regarding order followers. Do you want to continue with that line of thought? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, I mean, obviously, to for the... You know, any tipping point, obviously, you got to get over 50%. The question is what what generates that, you know, and if it's worth spending time on a large-scale, you know, audience for, I mean, a classic philosophical type of question, but I believe it's far more that there's, that people are not equal, that people are not at all created equal, that through lifetimes, some of us have accumulated far more interior power. And as I said, maybe the first uh, three weeks ago, the three shows, two shows ago, that it's not when, with greater superiority comes greater responsibility. It's the inverse of the the male, domi- uh, male dominated uh, world that we perceive now. Sure. The, greater, the greater the superiority of the being, the greater the responsibility is to the collective. Um, you know, so some of that in that idea of the collective, I want to come back around to. But you know, we I believe there is a core uh, group, let's say, of individuals that have the power to be those catalysts to sort of uh, be something like Michael Tessarian's uh, you know, well illustrated and elucidated uh, version of once upon a time uh, culture that existed, the Iberian culture, the great giants who, you know, the, 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 the beings that could harmonize uh, the rest of society around them. Um, so, you know, that gets into the alchemy of the great work and alchemy right down to what foods we're eating and how we're balancing our bodies and what's going through each of our souls, really, our psyches and, and how all that's. You know, there's a lot of that's covered in the nature of your work. Uh, that was great referencing back to, say, uh, a type of that quote that's brought out by Morpheus. You know, most people are so addicted to this system that has been infrastructured around them that they're going to fight for the very thing that's tearing apart their soul. Um, ab- ab- absolutely. And, you know, it, there's a big difference between what I'm talking about regarding a critical mass of people doing the great work to push more people toward the the transformative change that I'm talking about versus the actual numbers of people that do need to transform their behaviors for a solution to be affected in our world. That is a very large number. I think the people who need to do the great work in order to get us there is not quite as large, but in order for society really to change for the better truly in a sustainable long-term way... Uh, certainly over half of people would need to change from the current, uh, you know, mindset and worldview and behaviors that they're uh, uh, enacting in the world right now. 
in that then we would we would be in agreement and there'd be tears in on that Russian doll sort of core of like what's emanating those rings right to the very core of the movers and shakers you're going to kick that out but obviously for any tipping point to happen you need 50% just what we're joining that now then the question would be I'd ask you what happens if that doesn't what do you see as you know maybe we're going a little higher minded and say that the, you know your well-grounded work covers but if that doesn't happen what are the large-scale consequences if we do not make the tikkun if we do not make the repair that's, that's you know required infinitely worse slavery than what we're already experiencing now because there are degrees uh to the severity of slavery you know from 100% totally physical hot slavery to the type of mental slavery that people find themselves in now which arguably could be perceived as you know more intolerable especially to people who are not under those mental chains I mean I'll just be honest with people and you know come out and give you a little bit of personal information regarding where where my emotional uh, makeup is at these days I mean I feel depressed regarding the state of the world and where people's minds are at I I I I just have to lay my head in my hands and almost weep on a daily basis for how completely and utterly destroyed the minds of most people of humanity uh, are. It's almost incalculably unfathomable to me. Uh, The things people believe, the, the sick worldviews that they are in. People are so mentally ill that they have absolutely no idea how mentally ill that they actually are. None whatsoever. You know, and I feel depressed about that on an ongoing basis. That's not to say that I'm not continuously doing the great work to attempt to change that condition. You know. I feel that despondency as well. You know, um, the thing is though, Mark, I mean, I hear what you're saying and it still seems a little on the ground, you know, because with the infrastructure that say these high German and otherwise dark occulted scientists have laid out, it would seem that it would go a little bit beyond it just being more terrible slavery. I mean, obviously, it would yield sort of more towards being like the Matrix, literally, because sure. the tr- because we have the transhuman aspect That's right. that these uh, you know psychopaths have laid out in our world to affect, and they're obviously working with even higher entities, which is a lot more the material that you know you begin to tip, you know stick your foot into with the cosmic abandonment. That we there right. are things that are much bigger than we see here, and the consequences are much larger. We have technotronic weaponry right. that's leading people's minds in these states where they can't process a damn thing. Where, we, you know, you said uh, the last show, you, you had the one weapon that comes out, the scalar weapon television that's, you know, crippled people's organs, crippled their brain yep. and their processing ability across the globe, creating a Faraday cage that leaves them incapacitated. You know, you, you add crap food to that and, and you just have a recipe for disaster of where you can create a society that is existing as a battery to fuel these other entities with loose or whatever you want to call what this this field that they're giving off so it's far more than just we're going to have sure. a bunch of people reduced back to the middle ages and their serfs we, we yeah, have it's, a good, it's, it's going to be converted to hell on earth literally yeah, a, a hell planet a, li- a literal hell hell world silicon hell unless unless there's something and i mean it goes deeper and deeper i don't know if you're familiar with nigel kerner i'm not he does a really nice job. I mean, he's a little bit of an eccentric British type. I guess he actually was uh, acquainted with Arthur C. Clarke, 
and then some of that cabal insider group. Uh, he's alive now, and, and he, he really does a nice job at, at rounding out what the ones and zeros of the Silicon entity are, tracing it back to Newton. You know, it's pretty amazing. I've never heard anybody really uh, put it all together like that. So, you know, where it comes down to that, for me, Mark, is, is expanding the principles of natural law and maybe even getting beyond a little bit of what's rigidly laid out by the beings that, so to speak, in my opinion, control physics is what I've labeled and had other Kabbalistic teachers of mine called the Jacobian principle of Jacob, you know, Father Yaakov, that, you know, when he looked at the situation with, if you know, the, 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 the story of, the archetypal story of Laban, the, the, the wicked Laban who he went to, that when you're playing with Luciferians, at a certain point you can't play nice and you can't just play by what would be simple integrity. You have to know their game and play their, outgame their game. You know, that, you know, it's not always stay within the lines. Because if we stay within the lines, we could, it's too easy to lose and, they're too, and it's too predictable that there's a certain risk absorption factor. You know, you might connect to the Buddhist concept of the Bodhisattva of, of eating some risk to step into their karma and, and, and absolve of that because, you know, their game is going to continue on as their game. And, you know, when you're dealing with them, you need to outgame their game. I don't know you, how you would, you would respond to that if you see, see the laws, of, you know, that you've laid out as too fun, sure. you know, very fundamentalistic. But Well, Zadani, I want to thank you for the uh, very interesting insights that you've brought up regarding that. And I, I want to say, you know, I just think that's why it's all the more important to help people to understand that the techniques of manipulation that these so-called sorcerers, dark occultists, are using uh, for the absolute degradation of the human mind and soul. When we understand those things and we can teach those clearly to other people, we're helping to create a defensive shield mentally. It's a, a form of psychic self-defense that we need to really erect within the population. And part of the problem is that there's this eugenics psychological warfare going on in society. I, I'm going to term, in coming weeks, I'm going to coin the phrase epigenetic eugenics. Okay, M Many people will never have heard that worded like that. But really, this is what we're actually talking about. We're talking about yeah. eugenics operations that are being conducted psychologically, not even having to be done chemically, not certainly not having to be done physically anymore. Energetic, energetic rituals that get into the whole nature of Kaiser Wilhelm, back to the castles of the bath, and going back to Babylon and beyond, and what the bath... But, but not, e not even just that, by getting people to do these things to themselves, by getting people to actually call the population themselves in ways that they don't even understand that they're doing. So that's, that'll be coming up on future shows. But Zadani, thanks so much for the call. Great points and insights that you brought up. We'll continue with more of your calls on the other side. Stay right there. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. No dark sarcasm in the classrooms. Leave 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We're taking your calls throughout the entire show this evening. The topic is order followers. Any comments or questions that you want to pose regarding my recent series on order followers? Toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. Let's go back to the phone lines and hear from Tom in Toronto. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. Uh, I want to start off with some green language today. Sure. So, on the word believe, it's made up of the words belie, which means to be in contradiction with or to falsely represent, and the word eve, which means life. So, to put it together, you get to contradict or falsely represent life on the word believe. Pretty accurate. And the second one, which I forgot uh, two weeks ago, I was going to say that government is the material manifestation of the ego, especially with um, what, uh, uh, what's his name, who wrote the Satanic Bible, Anthony, LeVay. Er, Anton LaVey, right. said about the number nine, anything you add or multiply by the number nine, you get more nine. Right. Anything you do to the government, they just ask for more money in order to deal with it. So whether it's war, sickness, or peace, you, also they present a great deal of official. They appear very official. To people. See what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and you know, still far too many people. Uh, still believe in this concept of government as being legitimate, you know, and uh, actually having a place in the world in any capacity, in any, uh, you know, uh, uh, level whatsoever. You know, minarchists are still have a belief system, have a religion. That's all it is. It's the, it's a, it's the religion of authority. It's a belief in the legitimacy of something that has never and never is not now and never can ever be legitimate the right to rule over other people. It's a total fraud, and people still believe that we should in any way uh, interact with this complete fraud, you know? And, you know, until people understand that there's no legitimacy to the violent things that they conduct on a day-to-day basis, and, you know, ultimately uh, develop the resolve to exercise their right to defend themselves against that violence, ultimately nothing is going to change. Yeah, they lie. <laughs> Which is why the um, presentation I'm going to do on the Second Amendment is so important. And you still have so many absolute um, milk toast people. Let, let me just put it that way, as, as least offensive as I could say it on the air, okay? Because if you uh, talk to me personally, I'd have a lot you know, more explicit choice words for what I really think of people that are unwilling to defend themselves and don't believe in gun ownership. You know, uh, I have posted a recent video on my Facebook uh, page uh, of me shooting a sniper rifle. And in the video, I have a shirt on that says, free people have guns, slaves don't. Anybody that still doesn't understand that only a slave, a perceived slave by their master is... prevented and prohibited from owning the ability to defend themselves from violence in the means of a firearm, 
Okay, they're slaves themselves. If you don't, people don't understand that you are already in the mentality of a slave, which is why some of the founders of this country tried so hard and made such an effort to try to convey the importance of never, ever giving up the right to keep and bear arms. And it's something that I feel so strongly about and too many people absolutely don't understand it whatsoever. It's a topic I'm going to revisit on this show even after I do the presentation and hopefully, hopefully get a video out uh, you know, from that. Uh, but um, uh, I'm going to revisit uh, the concept of gun ownership on this show uh, probably after the next series that I uh, go through. Yes, and as a side statement to that, in China with the martial arts, they actually have um, the sickle and the um, uh, nunchucks as martial arts weapons. Because it was so bad for the Chinese people that if they were actually caught owning any sort of weapon, their government would kill them on the spot. Yep. So yep. they basically had to turn their hands into what You have to use your hands, your feet, your head, your body, right. the weapon. And your farming tools. Nunchucks were actually farming tools. Right. Uh, they would use them to beat the grain out of the rice. And, you know, it actually came to that. Like soldiers would just come to their houses and just, you know. I think people uh, really last... need to watch, um, you know, uh, the video Innocence Betrayed because it's a really great documentary on the importance of firearms and why never to give them up. You know, and too many people, especially in, uh, you know, in uh, countries other than the United States, really, I mean, most countries other than the United States, the people there have been turned into subservient slaves, that actually believe that there's no proper role for the ownership of firearms and they are literally mentally ill. They're mentally ill by taking that position because, but I can think of no better definition for mental illness than a slave who loves being a slave. That's what somebody who stands against firearms is. Yeah. Um, also one, one last uh, question. Sure. Um, it's more of an occult question, but, uh, Aleister Crowley made a statement once that the demons of the Goetia are actually parts of the brain. Do you know anything about that? A very, very, very interest, interesting concept there, and I would have to say that I completely concur. You know, the, these entities dwell within us, and they control many parts of our behavior and personality until we understand how to free ourselves from those influences, from those negative, quote-unquote, demonic influences. I think it's a profound understanding personally. Not everybody will agree with that point of view, but um, uh, the, the types of ideas and concepts and personalities and influences and energies that are contained within Goetia for people who have looked into this topic and studied it uh, I, I also feel are different aspects of the, the human mind uh, and psyche, you know, the personality, the deeper aspects of, of the self. And we can either choose to work with those forces and master them, or we can be mastered and owned by them. It's, it's a choice. It's, a, it's an exercise of will, and it's about self-knowledge. Uh, another individual other than Crowley that you can look into ch to check out things on that is uh, Lon Milo Duquette, who does some great work with uh, Goetia as interpersonal indwelling forces. Um, I would recommend some of his work on that as well. So uh, I definitely agree with that uh, take on uh, the, the, quote, demons of the Goetia. Okay, thank you.
Yeah, sure. You got it. Great call. So um, thanks for that call, Tom. And let's uh, go. Let's continue and go on to Kevin in Pennsylvania. Kevin, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. It's Kevin. I just wanted to say hi, but I'm actually here just to let you know that this isn't a crank call and my son wanted to speak with you. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be glad to hear from him. What, here, what is his on. name? What is his name? Maximilian. Oh, that's right. Max. Hey, Max, are you there? You're taking my call, Mark. Sure. Hey, what do you have for us today? Um, well, before before I go on, I just want to say... Go ahead. Are you there? All right, um... Don't be nervous. Just go, go right ahead like you're talking to me like if we were hanging out. Okay, um, well, this isn't necessarily a question, but I believe we should end the Federal Reserve because it pays for, for the wars. Absolutely. Get equal slavery. We, we, I'm like, we pay the debt to war. Sure. And debt is a huge part of the whole slavery system that has been erected all around us. You know, um, that's how they keep these order followers in line, you know, by constantly having them appeal to what would happen if I didn't do this job? What would happen if I didn't uphold these laws and get that paycheck in return? Hey, Kevin and Max, stay, stay with me through this break. I'll let you continue on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere. You know the day destroys the night Night divides the day Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side, yeah Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We're into the second hour of the show for this evening. It's an all-call-in show on the topics that I covered in the Order Followers series that I just completed. The toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number, 800-313-9443. Looks like we lost Kevin and Max during the uh, break there, but if you guys want to call back in, I'll bump you back up to the top of the call queue. So let's continue to take some other callers and let's hear from Brandon in Boston. Brandon, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hey, Mark, I'm off guard there a little bit, but uh, I'm ready. Um, first of all, congratulations on the Tesla Spirit uh, Award. Oh, thank um, you so much. No one that I know, I mean, I, I talk about Tesla a lot. I always bring up your name in the Tesla Foundation, um, Science Foundation in Philadelphia, and they have a, um, a little place here in Boston, too, and stuff, so it's very cool, and really, congratulations, that must have been a fantastic event. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. we had a good time. Good. All right, um, get real uh, to the point here. This order following, it's, uh, it's really pretty heavy, because, um, oh, man, 
because what we have uh, essentially is that, and, and, I, and it's really interesting, I love how you put it, is um, uh, intelligence uh, eugenics, or whatever, whatever it was. Epigenetic think, eugenics. It's a way yeah, of people yeah. to be mind-controlled into calling the population themselves without anybody having to do it externally. Yeah, and you know how that's done, I think? And this is what I was going to bring. I think selective breeding of order followers. Um, I, yeah, I would, I would say it's even, you know, about diminishing um, the, uh, the whole sociosexual cohesion between the sexes in general. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in the, in the future is the wedge that's being driven um, through social engineering in between male, males and females. And most people are totally unconscious of how this manipulation is being done. And it's actually resulting in declining birth rates in all the civilized countries of the world, basically, all the, you know, the, the Western civilization countries. And, you know, some people would say, oh, that's a good thing because we're the ones who are completely messing up the world. I mean, at the same time, they want a population reduction. They want a eugenics agenda because the more manageable the population is, the easier it is to control. You know, the, the smaller it is, the easier it's, it's manageable. And they certainly don't want real men rising up in uh, society. They, don't, they want the emasculated man that will lay down to the state, and then they want the only masculinized men they want in positions of quote-unquote authority within the police forces and the military forces. That's where they want to channel any testosterone or any traditional male um, you know, role roles, they want that channeled into the state. And, you know, uh, they're doing this epigenetically by the female support of the entire system, the targeting of females for mind control, the targeting of females in marketing. You know, I mean, the latest, um, you know, uh, not to jump ahead of myself, but, you know, the latest um, figures are that almost 85% of the entire U.S. economy um, is is basically pushed forward by females in our in our culture. They're the ones who are actually doing the buying because all of the mass marketing is largely geared toward them. I mean, you don't have to take my word for it or believe me or even think it's my opinion. Just go out into the street and look at what the marketing targets. It clearly targets the female mind. And it's, a, it's an unpopular thing to say and get into. And when I start talking about neo-feminism as compared and contrasted with what I would term classical feminism, it's they're one hundred percent complete opposites of each other, and neo feminism is a eugenics agenda without any question in my mind, and I could also tell you that it comes out of Satanism, and it's things I'm going to be talking about in future shows. Actually, I'm going to start this next week. I can almost promise that I will start it next week because I will have some time this week to really uh, organize some of these ideas and put them in a, uh, a coherent format of some kind. Not sure whether I'm going to actually go full bore and make a full presentation with slides or not, but um, it, it's something that really has to be discussed and I can no longer stay silent on it. It is something that I feel I have an absolute moral obligation to tell what I understand about this agenda. And, you know, again, I talked about in the order follower section, 
and in the part on you know just the non-supportive dominators in the solution section year a couple of years back um, how females could really step into a very empowering role and position in society by not supporting people who uphold the immorality of this system they could step into real personal power by doing that because in many ways in in all ways really they are the most oppressed by this dominator system and culture and yet in their support they don't even of that culture they don't even understand how they're driving their own enslavement and ultimately their own um eugenics uh, 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 population reduction. They don't understand that the neo-feminist agenda is actually a war not only on men, but certainly a war on women as well. And when I bring up these topics, one of the caveats I want to give for, you know, when I'm going to explain this, and it's going to tie into the, um, you know, support of dominators, the support of order followers as well. I will tie it all back into that. Um, when I do get into this, I want to be very, very clear that I am not doing this to try to further divide or play, further play into the dialectic. I am trying to do this to bring attention and heal the divide that has so obviously been manifested in our society throughout the last, uh, you know, I would say at least 30 to 40 years and rapidly growing worse and worse and worse even as we speak. So um, that's a little preview for what may be coming up, but I'll let you get back to your your questions. Oh, thank you. That, that, that was that was awesome. But like my my point is, I guess, is that like you have these red bloodlines, like T. H. Uh, Huxley and Aldo Huxley. Mm-hmm. You have um, these uh, the the book Sinister Forces, the trilogy Sinister Forces, like oh, by Lavenda, yeah, great books. Uh, which is first is about my family is the nine. Arthur Young, my last name's Young. Um, that's my family. Ruby Young and Payne. That's like that's that's them. Right. And I feel them that way. It's weird. So we've had like my own family um, goes back to King Hand for like a long time. They've been following orders. They're in orders. Okay. So like, how do I, when I'm surrounded and I'm and people are put, I'm I'm, I'm carrying out epigenetically. Morphogenetically, probably uh, through memory, like uh, Rupert Sheldrake proposes. Right. I'm carrying out the same service um, to the elites or whatever you want. They're not so-called, um, you know, uh, uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, like that's in that's in my family. You know, and that like that. I think like there are certain bloodlines that are bred for a certain purpose. And that it's funny that these bloodlines meet, and guess what? The other, oh, oh, you know, you're just like, you're just my friend, right? And then, oh, let's, 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 who is your grandfather? Oh, we happen to be the founder of the OSS. You know, I mean, like, we, you know, weird You know, uh, regarding your question of what you can personally do, uh, this is also a topic that I think I want to get into on future shows, um, because when talking about solutions, um, a lot of people uh, don't ever formulate some sort of a strategy for dealing with the quote-unquote unconscious. You know, they're content in many ways to let them live in that unconsciousness. And, you know, let me just say this. I I think a big part of the solution is to educate children whose minds aren't so totally taken and so totally uh, calcified and like as if held in a concrete block. They're a little bit more malleable. And, you know, there's this 
you know, there's a concept in general that it's easier to educate a child than to try to fix someone who's already broken and already mentally enslaved. That may be true, but I think we there's still something to be said for working on people who simply don't have the knowledge that they need to understand the dynamics that are playing out in front of them. So I'll continue with my answer on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We were talking, we were talking to Brandon in Boston, and I was uh, giving my take on, uh, you know, what we can do to help um, kind of decondition and deprogram some of these people who have basically been raised their entire lives in the dynamic of uh, believing that order following is some kind of a virtue and that we need this dynamic in our lives to somehow maintain order in society. Um, it's something I'm going to probably get into in a big way uh, in future shows and it's something that I want to formulate uh, ideas on a little bit more uh, in a uh, you know kind of formal manner to try to put out a strategy out there for people because I think we have to organize truth seekers and truth speakers among us and identify those truth seekers and speakers in our local communities and then work together literally like tactical teams i mean literally like a tactical team i'm going to in the future uh lay out this strategy and i'll tell you what i'm going to call it i call this maven targeting Okay, it's a new concept. I'm going to coin a few new things uh, in the future regarding my work and you know certain strategies that I want to put out there for people. Um, a maven, M-A-V-E-N, is a person within any type of a social structure that is perceived to be the go-to person, the expert on a particular topic, or the person that people listen to for advice and direction. A maven does not have to be, per se, a knowledgeable individual. They only have to be perceived as a knowledgeable individual. So I'll just give an example here, uh, and I like to give personal examples. Uh, I am not a maven, okay? People would say, oh, yes, you are, yes, you are. People come to you for this, that, that, and the other thing. Uh, Want advice on this, want knowledge on this, you know, want you know, to know what resources to go to, okay? What I'm talking about is in my interpersonal social circles in my everyday life, I'm not a maven, okay? In my family, there is a maven. There's probably a couple. I'm certainly not it. I'm not that dynamic. I'm not that person. I'm not that individual. In my family, my mother is the maven of the family, Therefore, if I wanted to try to change the dynamic of the family uh, thoughts, the, the direction, the advice that they take, who they listen to, the person that would need to be worked on the heaviest would be my own mother because she's seen as the, quote, matriarch of the family, if you will, 
okay? Um, so this, this is why in giving information to anybody else in my family, I have focused on that person the most. Now, I'm not in that person's physical presence very much, so it really doesn't make a difference, uh, you know, what I would, you know, speak because I don't really spend a lot of time on the phone or, and since we're not really in each other's physical presence or company, um, you know, I don't really engage in that. When I was in her presence a lot earlier on years ago, uh, I would heavily try to give uh, this information, even if it wasn't well received or the person said, I really don't care or I don't want it. I would speak it anyway in their presence and do nothing else. You know, this is the kind of result people will say, well, this is almost like just being a, uh, you know, um, an annoying person to somebody else, somebody else. It's like saying you're not really having respect for that person because you're doing what you want regardless of what they want. Uh, yes, in many ways, that's exactly what it's doing. It's because this isn't about uh, babying people. This isn't about um, uh, listening to an immature, unconscious person saying, I don't want to know. Well, that's not your right. Tough. Tough. If it affects my freedom, that's not your right. How about that? This is what people who are too, and again, I'll use that term milk toast. You're just too passive. You're not aggressive enough. You lay down. When somebody else says, no, I don't want to know about that, you're, you back off immediately. And I'm telling you, that's what's killing the world. That's what has killed the world. Because we're almost dead as it stands right now. You know, and I'm not in any way saying that the, the, the caller who brought this topic up is like that by any means. I'm just saying most people, you know, who do know the truth are loath to speak it because it creates uncomfortableness. It creates discomfort among the dynamic that you're involved in. Well, I don't care whether my family will hate me because I, I want to speak the truth and tell them it's not acceptable that you're not moral enough. It's not acceptable that you accept things that are immoral, okay? You need to get up in people's face and say it directly to them in plain language. Sugarcoating it is not going to help anybody, folks. It's a new age deception to say it always has to be worded in the positive, in the affirmative, uh, you know, taking such special care to people's delicate sensibilities and never talking about the negative and never telling them they're inadequate in any way absolute bunk, new age nonsense, garbage. Okay? Anybody that buys into that is has bought into the new age religion. Okay? This is about finding the person who is the most influential within any social dynamic group. Okay? If there's, you could just think about this on your own. There's a friend that you know who holds more sway with the rest of your friends. There's the person whose mind you have to change. And if what you need to do is get many truth seekers to team up on that person if possible. You know, I've offered to people my time, energy, information, and effort to say, if you have somebody you want to awaken, take me into their presence and we'll work on them together. You know, plan a day out and we'll just totally... You know, while we're out with that person, we will completely do nothing but speak truth in their presence to a point where they have no choice to listen to us or just ab absolutely literally leave the, the dynamic. Walk, actually have to walk away. You know, that's how you really need to do it. 
and people will say, oh no, this won't work. It's never been tried. The problem is we've never done this. You know, people who know what's really going on, they back off and they don't say anything to anybody else. And therein lies the, the bulk of the problem when it comes to order followers. These people are sequestered. They are sequestered. They are walled off from the rest of society. And if you could identify people that are the mavens within the, their groups, we might be making headway in helping to somewhat transform their behaviors. I call this maven targeting. Okay, and I'll be expanding on it a lot more in in the future, in future shows and presentations. Okay, so you know, I mean, you look at order followers. Uh, as a brief aside here, before we get back to the calls, they constitute a cult. They are people who are completely sequestered from the rest of society. Cops, for example, only hang out with other cops. I know of no person who knows a cop that hangs out with average people, with a normal everyday person. None. Zero. Never met anybody that hangs out with a cop. Ever. Cops hang out with other cops. People who do jobs like being a, a meter person. You know, like get writing tickets, all right, at, uh, at uh, you know, so-called illegally parked cars. They hang out with their kind because no one else wants to be with them. Nobody else wants to hang around with them, and they know it. So many of these people won't ever even admit what they do, and they lie about what they do. You know how many people you've probably asked, you know, what's your profession, what do you do for a living, and they've been cops, and they've lied to you about what they've done in your life? that you've encountered personally. If you knew the number, you'd be shocked and appalled because it's so way beyond what you think it is. I'll pick up this dynamic on the other side and we'll get back to your call. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. So in the last uh, segment, I was talking about how police generally constitute a cult. All order followers really do. And they hang out with only their own kind. They congregate with their own kind, and they are completely sequestered from the rest of society. And that is why... um, until we can infiltrate that wall, get past that wall that they have used to sequester themselves and basically not hang out with anybody that doesn't think like them. And you need to do that by identifying people within your family dynamic who act as the maven. Again, this is the concept I call maven targeting. And it's, it's really answering, you know, the, the question that was posed by uh, the caller Brandon in Boston, um, you know, th- this, this concept of you have to get into the minds of people who are influential in a family unit. 
because these are the people who are ultimately holding some kind of mental influence with the people who are acting as order followers. And I'm going to tell you, it's these mavens usually are the matriarchs of the family. Okay? You know, when, when you look at who people go to for advice within a family unit, you'll usually see it's, you know, the female who is the mature, in, influential type within the family. Okay? It may be, you know, the, the grandmother of the family or, you know, just uh, the strong female influence in general. And, you know, in some families it's, it's a male as well. But um, in general, why I'm going to emphasize the mind control that's perpetuated against women so much in future shows is because for us to break down the um, dynamic that we see playing out with order followers, the strong-minded and, um, you know, traditional type women are going to have to come out of their mental conditioning that they've been placed under to see, you know, order following as some kind of a virtue and influence and nurture the men in these families, in in the family dynamic that they're a part of in order to make them understand it's not okay what you're doing or from a very early age, never get involved in following anybody else's orders because it's immoral from the get-go. And the problem with that is the family dynamic is under attack because of the mind control that women are under. So, you know, it's a, it's like a catch 22, you know, until we can repair that family dynamic by breaking them out of that mind control, they're not going to come out of that mind control. You know, it's a very complicated, uh, set of factors that people have to understand is going on. And again, the neo-feminist agenda, which is a eugenics agenda is a huge part of that, mass mind control targeting, particularly of the female mind, uh, because what they want is an emasculated society of men that can't ever rise up against the state physically. And, um, you know, uh, they want uh, women basically wed to the evils of the state without even understanding that that unholy wedding has been performed, has been accomplished. So, um, uh, I'll bring Brandon back on to just wrap up his thoughts, and then I'll move on to some other callers. But Brandon, are you, if you're still holding with us, yeah, I don't know if that things. addresses some of the dynamic that you were talking about about how we may uh, eventually break down this whole, you know, a uh, mindset of the the quote respect or admiration or seeing order following as a virtue within fa- a family dynamic. That's right. That's why they they go after the women and children. First, not the men. That's right. And I, you beautifully illustrated that two weeks ago when you brought up the Hobbit Three, um, and where the women of Lake Town take arms over the coward who just stays there, and um, is the perfectly shown dynamic. It was a beautiful um, allegory. I highly recommend people to check out you know that that whole series, but particularly the third one. I found not only visually striking because I saw I saw it in HD 3D, uh, but. Um, and the 3D effects were just outstanding, I thought. And uh, but not only that, the allegory that it uh, brought up with you know what a re- how a real woman will back you know the the strong men in a society uh, you know and you know turn their backs on the emasculated man men who are really cowards uh, and stand up against domination you know and 
the, the, let me tell you something, folks. The, 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 what I am calling the neo-feminist agenda is 180 degrees in the opposite direction. That agenda will have women running into the arms of their very oppressors if the truth is told and understood about how that dynamic works. There's a lot of people who are putting out a lot of good information on this topic. There's a lot of people who are putting out some disinformation or imbalanced information on it. I hope to be somebody who can come in, talk about this topic when it comes to the mind control methodologies that are, have been and are continuing to be directed at women to get them to support order followers, dominators, and the state and bring some balance to that, bring some healing to that. And I'm going to say things that are going to be very unpopular or going to be very difficult for people to accept. And in many cases, because this dynamic is complicated, it's going to be very difficult for some people to understand how it works and, and fits together as a tapestry of uh, this agenda. But uh, I, again, cannot remain silent on it uh, because I feel that uh, I have a moral obligation to try to help people understand it. And I think I may be able to do it in a way that people really understand not only how this has been done, but why it was done for the ultimate purpose and agenda that it's serving, which is eugenics. I make no mistake about it. That is the ultimate end goal when it comes to what's going on with uh, the, the mind control of women in society. And healing that dichotomy and healing this wedge, this divide that's been driven between the sexes is a huge part of the solution uh, and a huge part of really manifesting true freedom on this planet. Uh, because again, as I've been saying, and you know, I'm going to lead in with this dynamic next week when I start getting into this in a big way, only one side of a dialectic needs to buy the lie in order for the dialectic to work. Only one side of a a population being targeted by a dialectical manipulation, I should say, needs to buy those lies in order for the dialectic to work and be accomplished. Both sides don't have to buy into it. Only one side does. So it's a very important concept to understand. And, you know, when I go into this in depth, I know it's going to be controversial for some people. But again, uh, the intent is not to further drive a wedge between men and women, it's to heal the divide that has been driven in there by this communist, fascist, Marxist, you know, um, uh, uh, absolute satanic agenda that has really waged the war uh, on really both sexes, not just men, but women as well, because they're ultimately the targets of this as well, just as much as men are. So, Brandon, I want to thank you for your call. And, uh, congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me be a part of this alchemical show. Absolutely. Thanks so much for calling in and a uh, really great point that you raised that allowed me to go into that little tangent there and uh, give a little preview for what's to come on this show. So uh, let's great. let's hear from uh, Arthur in Indiana now. Arthur, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Wow, man. Can you hear me good? Absolutely. You're coming through loud and clear. All right, awesome. Uh, first of all, I do want to congratulate you. And uh, on top of that, man, I just want to thank you um, for all the work you've done and uh, for all the insight you've offered for everyone. And uh, I'd have to say, you know, I believe you called it your four horsemen of the apocalypse. You would definitely be one of mine. So uh, first time I've ever called in any radio show, and I just want to thank you. Well, I appreciate that so much, Arthur. Thank you. All right, well... Um, you know, we were talking about order following, and I, I really wanted to get into uh, some solutions 
for the order following. Sure, go right ahead. Um, yeah, I recently had an experience at work where um, I got fired for that exact reason. And, um, you know, I, I was called into my supervisor's office and I put into another position um, to be on first shift so I could start pursuing other things, uh, you know, outside of work that were more actually in this kind of area that, you know, uh, of, uh, of things to do to, you know, to help people or something, you know, stuff like that. And um, he started talking to me very disrespectful. You know, he had uh, he had started to put words in my mouth. You know, he called me a victim, and I, I spoke to him and said, oh, you know, oh, man, you know. And he told me to shut up, and I, I you know, said, you're not going to tell me to shut up. And then, uh, you know, long story short, man, um, he got physical, and, uh, you know, I went up to HR, and unfortunately there was no witnesses, so I ended up losing my job. But what I learned really the essence of everything uh, is that I learned that um, I Stay with us. We're coming up to a break. I'll I'll let you continue on the other side. There's a cold silence Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We were talking to Arthur in Indiana before the break got to us. And Arthur, you were describing your encounter with a uh, order follower slash dominator of some type. Uh, you want to continue with that? Yes, yes. Um, uh, basically, the essence of my experience uh, was that um, you know I work for a molding injection company, you know, factory type work. That um, being myself and following my heart and um, and um, you know following that middle path, not being abused, uh, but not being the abuser. It uh, basically led to me being terminated because they don't value um, an intelligent individual with heart. What they value there is uh, somebody with the um, uh, who keeps their head down, and this is what I found from my experience there. And I, I've, you know, you introduced uh, me personally to natural law, and I've really been um, expanding upon that, and I really learned, you know, the law of attraction: the energy you emit is the energy you attract. I realized that, you know, just recently uh, this has happened. That um, I put myself in a very challenging situation um, so I could learn some of this um, psychological, um, you know, like distorted um, expressions of this type of dynamic to uh, get me out of there and into something else. And I've had just some amazing things um, start happening um, here, and it's been kind of uh, very synchronistic and leading to something. And uh, uh, so that's that's the whole thing of of, you know, uh, of of the balance because uh, what I've really learned is uh, of the the really a lot of what's happening in in the world around us that we see is uh, the degradation of of gender and it it really is about um, keeping people on a lower vibration through you know uh, 
the food we eat, you know, you cover car, um, carnalism, um, you know, eating fearful food pretty much, and the workers are treated in, you know, very poor manner themselves. And then the heavy metals in the air and things in our water to keep us on a denser, um, you know, uh, consciousness level. Because uh, something else I've learned through meditation or been feeling, because this information, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. It's always been around is that um, your mind is not the totality of everything we are. You know, we have, like, you know, your gut feeling, your heart. And and what's really happened is that we've been disconnected from these organs, from these parts of ourselves that actually have intelligent, um, you know, um, like communication, if we would only tune into it. So, uh, you know, that's why people's compassion or the sacred feminine has been targeted, you know, so much to keep people where, you know, well, I don't care, what can I do? And what I wanted to to, um, to provide uh, tonight on the whole order following dynamic and everything um, is, you know, it all has to come back internal. Um, you can't yell at someone and tell them how fucked up the world, uh, excuse me, I don't know if I could say that online. Yeah, we have to watch our language because we're going out I'm over AM and FM affiliates also. I will not do that <laughs> again. But, um, Basically, you can't force someone to change. I mean, you, you definitely have to have your voice because just as you said, um, you know, lies are propagated 24-7. Um, you know, truth has to have the defender. Um, but, you know, I've seen people try to drop very heavy stuff on people, and it just kind of scares them. And it's good, you know, I'd rather hear the truth uh, so I know, you know, where I, where things stand so I know what, what, what work to put into. Um yeah. But it all starts with, you know, the individual, you know, or you call it, you know, the maven to spread this influence. And uh, a tool that, I, that's, that I've used that has really helped me has been uh, just a simple one, two, three. Um, discipline, honesty, and productive imagination. So on discipline, you know, um, it really is like, you know, through, uh, um, like if you uh, have a one-night stand with a woman, um, then what you're really doing is you're kind of degrading your sacred feminine because you're telling your mind that that kind of interaction is okay. That's just kind of one example, but just disciplining your mind to, to uh, disciplining your body, you know, developing your willpower so that way you have more of that, you know, internal uh, monarchy, uh, dominion over yourself. And then the honesty is a huge one because that's, that's honesty to self. And if you have an experience and in the moment you may, you know, act one way, but if you do some introspective work, you know, that respect thing, and you really look in at yourself, that's how you're going to develop your intuitive faculties. Um, you know, really gaining knowledge about yourself, going into your own thoughts and judging your own thoughts before you judge externally. Because when you're judging externally, you know, that's where it's at, external. Um, so you need to bring it back in and then really look at yourself and do that work. And then the productive imagination, I mean, you know, all is, uh, every, you know, there's only the all. So before any problem ever exists, there's, there's the solution, right, you know, there. And I've heard you touch on this before. If you cannot imagine or see the solution, then, you know, we're stuck, we're trapped. So, you know, a productive imagination. If you have a negative thought, then think about what you can do to solve it. I mean, you know, on the, sim on the simple level. Because before we go out there and really, you know, have this collective huge, uh, you know, shift, and I, I, I want to say this too, I really appreciate um, that you do have such a, um, you're, you stand so strongly in how much work needs to be done. Because there is a lot of people propagating that, you know, that there's this ascension and everything's going to happen, but we have to do the physical work. 
we have to, you know, express our spirits through the body and really do some physical work to get things done. Um, but, you know, the, uh, do you yeah. have any comments? Uh, I, lost I, I mean, a- absolutely. I mean, I think one of the most, uh, you know, critical things uh, in this entire dynamic to understand is that once we do this introspective work and we have... Um, worked upon ourselves to such an extent that we've brought our behaviors into alignment with natural law. That's the beginning of the process. People think that that's the end. You know, a lot, a lot of times the new age movement will teach that, you know, just getting yourself uh, in some kind of a blissful state or a state where you understand what you're, what you've wanted to understand and become comfortable with grasping is the be all and end all of it. That's the end of the process. It's this concept that enlightenment is only about the self, is only about changing oneself. That's where the great work begins. No one is suggesting that before you've worked out a lot of the issues and the mind control that you yourself have been under, that you go out and just try to completely, you know, push something off on onto somebody else. Because if you don't have your own mind freed, what is the point of, you know, going and propagating that knowledge and information? Now, I'm not saying wait forever either, but, you know, you have to get yourself to a point where you know you're in a healthy, balanced state and you're not acting as uh, an integral part of the problem dynamic, okay? Once you can do that and you could propagate that information in a way that is coherent and makes sense to somebody else... I feel that you have a moral obligation to engage other people, and like you said, you 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 don't have to worry about sugarcoating it, but you don't have to do it in a, a you know a uh, vicious way. There's a way that you could do it that is forceful yet accurate, and yet is um, done in a way that is unapologetic and I'd like, doesn't. I'd like to add in. Yeah, um, sure. Um, yeah, if you will, um, just on that level too. Um, what I've kind of learned is because I've been I've been looking up the uh, conspiracy stuff for for you know a long time, but then I've really gotten into um, the spiritual side, if you will, but not the new age, you know, uh, head in the cloud spirituality, but really, you know, okay, this is what I need to do to myself to uh, bring the solution into the world. But what I've I've kind of learned too is that when communicating with people, you can definitely drop some heavy truths. But, you know, you don't just go in on, on that because then you might scare someone and that creates like a fear. So they're honoring that fear, you know, but to provide some the genuine heart connection, to connect with someone on a heart to heart level and be kind of inspirational and maybe in some manner and then say, you know, uh, imply that, the, you know, bring these darker aspects up in a tactful way. Sure. You, know, you have uh, to try to find a common point of interest that you could... Mm-hmm work your way into that person's mind and even into their confidence. And, you know, people will say, well, are you talking about manipulation? Are you talking about, you know, getting things in through the back door of their mind? I would say absolutely. You know, I think that, you know, you have to use whatever methods are at your at your disposal. So your influence over somebody else, you know, a, it's like helping a child ride a bicycle with training wheels or with supporting them from behind by holding their shoulders so that they don't fall over. I mean, you can do that until they get up the, um, you know, muscle memory and ability and dexterity to ride the bike for themselves. And then you have to know when to let off. You know, it's not about controlling them indefinitely. It's about basically helping them to see and understand and then you know then you you can back off and then that when that person has the will to do it for themselves 
We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. Stay with us. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're taking your calls. We're into the third hour of the show for tonight's broadcast. The toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. Once again, the toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. The topic is order followers. Your comments on the recent series that I just did on order followers, any questions that you might have, any clarifications that you want me to speak on, or uh, just uh, you know any... Anything that you want to get into regarding that entire topic, uh, wrapping up this series on order followers. So um, <clears throat> let's uh, go back to Kevin in Philadelphia, who we lost on the line earlier. Kevin, are you with us? Yeah. Yeah, Mark, I'm back. Uh, Max was still hoping to be able to speak with you. Sure, go right ahead. Here, hang on a second. Hey, Mark. Hey, Max. Good to have you back. Great point that you brought up about the Federal Reserve System. It definitely needs to go. We're in full agreement with that. You have anything else you want to bring up? <laughs> Here, here's a future end the Fed guy, folks. Uh, you know, no, nothing better than that. I mean, this is what we need to be teaching our children, without any doubt. Go ahead, Max. You can continue. Okay. Um. I just wanted to say that um, if someone is in the military. That person should clearly say, I quit, I'm retired, I'm retired. And, um, um, they got to quit their job, right, Max? Say that to his boss or her boss and, like, clearly walk away and, like, three things are left. There it is, you know, from, from the Max. mouth of, of children, ladies and gentlemen. You know, children can understand this with clarity and simplicity, and yet full-grown adults have such difficult time with it. Walk away. I mean, there's Walk. words of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I am. I'm, I am completely blown. I, I am blown away by by how I am on this podcast. <laughs> Hey, it's my it's my pleasure to have you here, Max. Yeah, it's my pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you you keep yeah. learning and reading, and you know you, you got a good teacher there with your dad. So keep it up, and you know then y- you'll be doing what I'm doing in the future. All right. All right. All right. You take good care there, Max. Take care. Keep up the great work. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. See, there, that's what it's all about, folks. Teaching the next generation of people the truth. You know, I mean, what can you say about that? You know, there, there's a child who already gets what's going on in the world. You know, and I'm sure he'll learn and grow in his knowledge, and you know, do incredible amounts of reading, and you know, he'll be an influence with other people as he gets older. And that's what it's all about. So. uh Kevin and Max, thanks so much for that call. It's definitely an inspiration. Let's, it, Mark. Absolutely. Hey, Kevin, you're still there. If you have anything else, do you have anything else for us? Do we still have them? Yeah, no. Okay, Kevin is gone. Great. So, Kevin and Max, thanks so much again. 
So uh, let's hear from uh, Derek in Pennsylvania. Derek, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. Uh, one second, one second. I got him. What about Arthur? Hey, Mark. Hey, Thanks Derek. Take my call. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Good um, to hear from you. It, it, yeah, great to hear from you, as always. Um, you know, I know you don't do this for the recognition. Um, and, you know, it's kind of... Um, to me, you getting that award is kind of the universe saying, in its own way, thank you. Yeah, I was um, I was blown away by it, and you know, I, I I thanked the Tesla Foundation from the bottom of my heart for the uh, recognition that the award represented. Uh, it was a very nice uh, thing, you know, because I have put a lot of work in to try to help people to understand what Tesla tried to do, and I think more people need to do that as well, and I, I applaud the efforts of the Tesla Foundation. I mean, they had a lot of people out there at that award ceremony. They did some good promotion for the conference. There was great speakers there. Um, overall, I think it was a very well-done event, and uh, you know, I hope that they continue the work that they're doing well into the future, and I'll be glad to be a part of it into the future. For sure, and, and like I said, I just think the universe is thanking you with, with kind of that outward sign. Um, Regarding order followers, um, your presentation, uh, as always, is uh, pristine, on point, and uh, it, it packs a, a knockout punch. And uh, what I wanted to discuss tonight I, I, um, was the movie American Sniper. I didn't see it. Um, I don't know that much about it. I know that it's getting a lot of uh, publicity and press and stuff like that. But I came across a, a, an article, a short article that I read about um, the author Chris Kyle and um, how he fabricated a story about knocking out Jesse Ventura and it actually went to court and um, it was actually proved in court that Jesse Ventura um, won and this guy made up the story. Now, the crazy part is so, so it kind of piqued my interest, so I looked more into it, and uh, today I saw a show on C-SPAN, I, I believe, uh, I don't want to ruin anything, but I, I just want to kind of tell basic themes about um, uh, the author, Chris Kyle, they had him on, uh, I guess it was uh, in March, or, or I, just let, let's say it was the spring of 2012, and um, you know, they had callers in on the show, and, and they asked him, uh, you know, would you recommend your children be in the military. And he said, I, he kind of didn't take any stance. What he said was, I wouldn't recommend doing it, but I wouldn't recommend them not doing it. And he said, it's a total volunteer uh, status. Um, he also, one of the themes he touched upon was that he didn't understand the public's protesting of wars. He said, you're protesting, you should not be protesting against the military, you should be protesting against the President and the Congress. Yeah, now, targeting yeah. the order giver, you know, as Correct. if they're the ones who are actually doing the actual right. harm. And, and, you know, these are just the, some of the themes that kind of kind of just really resonated with me. Well, that's what order followers always want to do. They want to pass on the responsibility yeah. to the yeah. people yeah. who are giving yeah. the orders. You know, no, you're not the. Per it's it's like a video I I put I linked on one of the former podcasts I did on on uh, Dominators. It was a cop basically saying he was posed the question if uh, 
Uh, he was ordered to, uh, you know, follow racist laws, to, to enforce racist laws, you know, like, um, you, know, seg- if se- you know, racial segregation came back in through law. Would he obey those dictates by, by the politicians and the state and enforce, you know, racial segregation? And he said, as a black man, as a black cop, he said that he would enforce it because that would be the law. And his job would require that he enforce it. Now, that's evil right. incarnate. Evil incarnate. With no apology. That person is evil. Period. Anybody that doesn't understand that that's what evil is, you don't know what evil is. You have no clue what evil is. And that's exactly what it is right there. That's embody- the embodiment of evil is doing what you know to be wrong and taking those actions anyway, even though you know them you're, to be completely wrong. You're basically wrong. spinning in, in the truth's face. That's it. And, and he's saying that law. if you want to, yep. would want to take that up with somebody, take it up with the politicians who passed the law, not with me. Wrong, pal. We're taking it up with you because you're the one who's putting that harm into manifestation. By following that order, not the person who scribbled down some nonsensical crap on a piece of paper and called it a law. Derek, stay with us. I'll let you wrap up your thoughts on the other side of the break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back with more of your calls. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. No dark sarcasm in the classroom. Teacher, leave them. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We were talking to Derek in Pennsylvania. Derek, uh, you were highlighting the uh, concept uh, in the previous order follower series I just wrapped up that the order follower most definitely bears the overwhelming majority of the moral culpability for the harm that results by them following the orders of the order giver. The order giver, of course, is morally culpable, but certainly not as much morally culpable as the person who carries out those immoral, harmful behaviors. I'll let you wrap up your thoughts. Yeah, like, just piggybacking on that, it would never have been brought into existence if you just said no. There it is. Um, but if, if I can just make one last segment and then get your insight sure. on the other let, thing. Let is, me um, just briefly comment sure. on that before you go into your last statement. Um, yes. That's why I would say that all order followers are cowards. All order followers deep down inside are cowards because if an order follower had any real courage they would say no 
I will not follow any orders. The actions that I'm going to take are going to be of my own free will accord once I have decided whether that behavior is in compliance with right under natural law first. Then I'll do the action because I know it's right, not because someone told me to do it. And that is why I would say that blanket statement, ladies and gentlemen, let get as offended about it as you like because the ego hates blanket statements and those who are completely trapped in ego can't hear a blanket statement and understand that it's true when a blanket statement is true, you know, because the ego hates absolutes. 100% of order followers are cowards. Everyone that has ever existed in the history of the universe. Get as offended as you want to get by that. If you're an order follower, you're a coward. Period. Okay, um, go, go ahead, Derek, and yeah. you know, bring up um, else the other thing that I was kind of um, taken back at was, um, or, you know, kind of just prove the point of uh, being on this journey is that the guys in, in the military or that are seeking to join the military, right? Um, Chris Kyle said that he goes, Anyone who joins or is in the military now, he goes, I guess this was one of those last three, he goes, you will be going to war. So it's like these guys want to have perpetual war on this earth instead of trying to heal the earth, which human, is just... Human sacrifice. It's, it's a, bad. it's a yeah. For their agenda, it's a beautiful ritual of human sacrifice. Keep giving yeah. blood to their dark solar deity that they worship and believe in. You know, keep calling the population... You know, keep our surplus resources down, you know, uh, keep throwing that people's money and resources into a total black hole. It's a beautiful thing if you're a dark occultist. uh, And keep the industrial, military industrial complex to keep on going. But Mark, real quick, and I I know you'll get another call on Just if you could share your insight, you know, when something happens to, quote unquote, a police officer or a a lawman, Mm -hmm. they unleash... Like, you just say a crime happens against them, whether they were beat up, you know, whatever, you know, killed or in the Mm -hmm. line of duty and all that. Right. They unleash everyone in their resource to go find the perpetrator. That's right. When a civilian or a commoner has a, like, someone perpetrates their natural law rights, kills them, murders them, rapes them. It's like oh, a good a good friend of mine was shot. They they ne- never even bothered trying to catch the guy. You know, well, what is that all? I I, I just oh like, well, he, clearly the police are god men, Derek. I mean, don't you know that? I mean, that they have way more rights than you. They're more important than you. They're gods among n- normal mortals. So, but I'm saying if they are under the controller's thumbs and they're viewed as kind of like you know are dogs, so to speak. Why Why do they do that? You know what I'm saying? Is it more to try to, is it a recruiting mechanism? Is it try to, you know, people that are insecure to say, look, someone cares for you. We all care for you. Is it kind of along those lines? No, it's basically trying to get the population to accept that these people are literally godlike and they are just, you know, the regular population well, are, are mere mortals. You know, and and they're infinitely more important than us. Their lives matter more than us. You know, because they are the upholders of the agenda of the state. You know, so therefore, of course, they're more they're they're more valuable as beings. You know, their lives are much more valuable, and it's just to reinforce that in the idea of the absolute 
idiots that watch mainstream media and pay attention to all that pomp and circumstance nonsense that goes on when one of these people, one of these cowardly, order-following Nazi trash, something happens to them karmically, you know? And it's just like, I have no sympathy for that ever. I'm absolutely zero sympathy for them because they're not real human beings. Get as offended about that as you want. A real human being doesn't follow orders, period. That's an artificial being. They're trapped in mind control. I don't make any excuses for people who are trapped in mind control. I'm not an apologist for immoral people. You know, they, they deserve what they have coming to them and they're going to get every bit of it. Well, thanks so much, Mark, for, for all your work. And I just want another shout out to all your listeners. I'm learning just as much from, from you as them with their questions and, and the, the dialogue back and forth. So you, your callers, I mean, I know you Absolutely. Said you're kind of depressed, but tonight I'm kind of like energetic and like pumped up because I'm like, wow, a lot of people like are, are bringing more to the table. There's great dialogue back in, and I'm kind of happy yep. tonight. So it's, with, it's a without thing. a doubt, the callers bring up great insights, and I have the best callers in all talk radio anywhere on the earth as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, the, the callers never cease to amaze me. Uh, Derek, I wholeheartedly agree. I want to thank you for your call and the points that you brought up. Thanks. Peace to all. You got it. Yeah, um, you know, uh, definitely never ceases to amaze me the quality of calls. I've stated that many times on the show, and uh, that trend continues, uh, and I'm glad to see it continuing. So, um and I think it's because the people who are actively seeking the truth and listening to a lot of the things that I've put out here on this show and on my website, you know, they're thinkers. They are readers. They don't just absorb nonsense information in the mainstream media and don't question it and challenge it. They do critical thinking for themselves. And you could hear that in their thoughts that they, uh, you know, elucidate on the air. I mean, it's just, it's, it is an encouraging sign that more and more people are coming on to this understanding and, you know, uh, talking about it so clearly. You know, we get more people doing the great work. We're going to be making a lot more headway toward affecting a real solution. So um, that's ultimately what it's all about. So, Derek, thanks for the call. Uh, let's hear from Swami Shivananda Giri in Illinois. Agape Swami. Agape, my very self, playing the role of Mark Passio. So well, thank you. Welcome, my friend. How are you doing? Very, very well. And, you know, Mark, you... Okay. It started when I was invited into your home. And then sitting around your kitchen table, you invited me to speak at the Free Your Mind 2 conference. And then I was allowed to lead meditation sessions at Free Your Mind 2. I remember it and like that, it was yesterday, Swami. But just hold that thought for a moment until the other side of this break, and then I'll let you pick up from right there, okay, my friend? Yep. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBM. RBN. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We were talking to Swami Shivananda Giri before the break hit us. Swami, if you're still with us, I'll let you continue with uh, your, your story that you were telling. Well, you know, I was describing our introduction and our interaction and our association. Anyone who's been listening and following the podcast perhaps has heard the Swami's name pop up a couple times. But um, what I wanted to ask you, Mark, as a friend, would you allow this Swami, your airwaves, to make a public confession regarding order following? Absolutely, without any doubt. The floor is yours. In the year 1984, this Swami was a member of the United States Air Force. And in that year, this Swami was discharged (laughs) for asking why (laughs) too many times and received a general under honorable conditions discharge for a pattern of conduct prejudicial to good order and discipline. So (laughs) I was kicked out (laughs) of the order following society. Because your tendency to ask why before performing an action was against their version of order and discipline. Yeah, see that? Yeah, amazing. It's called having a conscience. People with with a deeply developed conscience don't do too well in those capacities, Swami. No, not at all. Uh, Now, um, I wanted to ask you if you would care to make any comment regarding the Kalika War Party. Um, No, I'm not really very familiar, so go ahead and explain. Oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, it seems that John Lamb Lash... Oh, I uh, am familiar. Yes, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he he is talking about, um, you know, this concept of uh, standing up to the psychopath. In, in a physical capacity, is, is I mean, is this part of what uh, is is contained within this? Well, it would seem that what they're what he is attempting to do with the formation of the collegiate war party is to get hold of warriors who are willing to utilize subtle uh, strengths against those who would use subtle against us. And this is about in an energetic capacity, right? Not a physical capacity, but in a subtle energy capacity. Right, right. Not not physical, but utilizing ritual, utilizing various subtle... Psychic uh, attack we're talking about. We're talking about psychic attack. Yes. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I mean... I could definitely tell you that many dark occultists um, believe in the uh, direction, manipulation, and transference of energy psychically, um, and practice it as well, ritualistically. So it's it's certainly something that I know for a fact goes on within dark occultism. Um, it, it would be interesting to see what type of results you know could be um, brought about as a result of something like that. Uh, I, I will tend to reserve judgment one way or another. 
But uh, I would say it's kind of an interesting concept, and I'd like to see where you know he takes it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's right where I'm sitting. I, I'm sitting in the skybox, going, "Oh, let's see the game." <laughs> you know, because I am neither an attacker nor a defender. I'm a, right. I'm an observer. But and then you know, it's my dharma to assist others to raise from wherever they're seated to wherever they can reach. You know, it's not. There is no, <laughs> it's just about assisting. That's all you can really do, you know. You do it in, in your way. This Swami does it in this way. Many others, so many in, in your chat room tonight, are involved in, in, in things that are physical, things that are spiritual. Uh, Kevin, leading that young man to truth. I is mean, that, how often I mean, is that great or what, you know? I would love, I would love to be in the room watching young Max smile when he listens to the podcast, <laughs> you know? But yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about is teaching the next generation so they don't follow, you know, the mistakes that the previous generations have made. Right. Well, very much looking forward to the next Free Your Mind. Uh, this Swami will be leading meditations once again this year, and if called upon to speak, we'll speak on the topic of freeing yourself from the mind. Ooh, the next step. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a great event, and uh, really looking forward to you know having you be part of it once again. Yep, yep. And, well, for those, I'm, I'm so happy I get a crash on Mark's couch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a blast. All right, we'll see you later. Swami, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Hello. All right, let's hear from Brandon in California. Brandon, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Mark, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, I've been listening uh, since the beginning. I'm on uh, October of 2014 at this point, and uh, your uh, podcast has really changed my life. Uh, I'd say for the better, but... Uh, for some friends of friends of family probably aren't too enthused. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. You know, it's tough dealing <laughs> with uh, people who are still in the matrix, so to speak. Oh, totally. And uh, it's funny uh, you're you're talking about the Maven uh, uh, sort of a deal in some families, and that's my family is totally has a Maven. It's a very matriarchal family. A lot right. of women in my family, and we were always very tight knit growing up, and. The maven of my family is actually an ex-homicide detective. She was a cop for many years, and although she's a uh, very liberal in a lot of reviews, she is also almost blindly pro pro authority and pro cop. Especially, right. uh, we had there was a lot of heated discussions at family gatherings over this last holidays about the whole Ferguson and all these things because it just boggles my mind how liberal she could be. And she's a lesbian. She has a you know she's married, so she enjoys you know the uh, benefits of a lot of liberal views and uh and legislation that has been passed uh, recently but at the same time she can't pry herself away away from the the mindset that the people in ferguson that are that were doing this unrest were doing it because of reasons that weren't necessarily unjust you know it's just uh it blows my mind how how set in her way she can be despite being so forward-thinking in other areas. Well, what you're understanding there in that dynamic is that this person has a religion, 
and they are vehemently attached to those religious beliefs. We have to start trying to explain that the belief in authority is religion. It is a religious belief system. And most people will not see it as such, and they, they will not say that person is a religious extremist. That's what they are. They're a religious extremist, and that's what how that it has to be explained to them as such that you are a member of not only really a religion but a cult. They're they're a, it's a cult following. They are following a cult, and when I when I what I mean by that is they are giving over their belief to something in an unchallenged, unwavering way, and the thing that they're giving their belief over isn't true. It's an illusion that does not exist in nature or reality at all. And the belief in something that does not exist in nature or reality constitutes religious belief. And that's what they have. They have religion. And it really needs to be deeply explained to people more how the belief in authority constitutes a religion because most people don't see it as such or understand it as that even when it's explained to them. We need to get these people to understand that they have fallen for a false religion. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it really blows my mind. And uh, I guess to add to that, um, I've been curious for a while uh, what your views are on uh, the organization of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I guess that can be uh, loosely tied into this topic because there are a lot of order followers in there. I mean, there is a lot of agency in there as well. But right. At the same time, a lot of people follow it blindly too. To the letter as opposed to the spirit of the organization and uh it's interesting the founder bill wilson experimented with the entheogens and uh lsd specifically towards the end of his life mm-hmm. and advocated for it but if you were to tell a lot of members of aa that lsd could have positive effects they would he'd be laughed at basically right. by the majority of people in most meetings. So I don't know. I guess I was curious what your uh, if you have any views on uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous uh, program. Absolutely, that's a great question, and I will answer on the other side of this break, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us. You're listening to What on Earth Is Happening. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of this edition of What on Earth is Happening this evening. We're taking your calls. And uh, the previous caller uh, asked me a question about Alcoholics Anonymous before the break called us. And my take on this and, in general, most quote-unquote 12-step organizations to deal with addiction is... Uh, while they may provide some some decent methodologies for dealing with ad- addictions and working in group therapy when it comes to addiction, uh, I do agree with what the caller said that you know many of them could be somewhat cult-like in their rigid uh, belief system according to the letter of how they do things instead of the spirit uh, of what the uh, organization was originally intended to be. I find that my biggest problem with these organizations is that they 
externalize power and say that you are powerless over the addiction, uh, when in fact the exact opposite is true. Um, the only one who could defeat an addiction is the person who is suffering from it through the use of their own personal willpower. And no one wants to hear that because they want to pass on personal responsibility. That's what people who are stuck, who are in a religious mindset, who are, you know, um, basically still operating as children, want to hear that they're powerless, that somebody else has to do it for them. And so they bring up this concept of, you know, uh, look externally to a higher source of power. They never word it as higher aspects of the self, but, you know, it's always something external to the self. Well, while there is a higher power than the self, and it's called natural law, uh, and I'm, you know, I make no bones about the fact that I'm comfortable with the use of the word God, you know, I believe in a creator of the universe. Uh, I wouldn't even use the word belief. I know that there is a creator of the universe, a creative intelligence that underlies everything. I don't look at that as uh, the way any other religion looks at God. I think it transcends all of those, you know, childish viewpoints that religion portrays God as. But um, <clears throat> to say that uh, God's going to somehow be in control of whether you have an addiction or not is, uh, you know, certainly passing the buck. And it's not standing in your own personal responsibility and it's externalizing your own power. Uh, I think uh, the very first thing that should be done with any person suffering from addiction is to tell them you and only you are 100% in control of whether you continue to suffer from this addiction or not, or heal it. You and only you, you know, and that's the truth. You know, that's not my belief. That's the actual reality over who's capable of breaking an addiction, the person suffering from it. That doesn't mean they have to do it by themselves. You know, they can... Uh, absolutely have help from people. But that isn't coming from anything external. Okay, it, th- They will make the free will decision as to whether to accept that help and whether to follow, with, follow in the footsteps of knowledge. Okay, And for anybody that disagrees with that, you absolutely don't know what you're talking about. Okay, You have no idea what you're talking about, all right? Now, I, and I don't care who that offends. Get as offended as you like. <laughs> Bang your head against the desk. Cry in your milk, okay? They're, these people are lying to people when they tell them that they don't have any power over their addiction, okay? They're clueless, clueless. Anybody who buys into that has a religion, you have a religion, and that's your religion. There you go. You know, continue to believe in it all you want. Believe in it. You know. And I know so much about addictions that I mean, if I could write books on the topic. I could write books on the topic. Okay, I could totally help people with addictions if they want help. This is something I've studied so in depth. That I consider myself a, I consider myself somebody that knows more than just about anybody on the earth on this topic. Quite frankly, okay, because one of the things that I had to wrestle with was addiction to thought forms, you know, to break out of my mindset. 
the previous mindset and worldview that I was under. That's the most difficult addiction of all. And you know what, folks? Nothing external to myself except my own willpower got that accomplished. It was called hard work. It was called the desire to know. It was called the desire to transcend my weakness, which most people don't have. And they want to blame it on something external and say that's in control. It's all a religion. As far as the techniques that some of these organizations use, I have no problem. Okay? There, there, there are some techniques that are effective. And again, as the caller pointed out, even the, the uh, founder used therapeutic uh, psychedelics in helping to break addictions. And, you know, one of the best ones and one of the, you know, heaviest ones is uh, Iboga, you know, which, you know, is then um, extracted to create Ibogaine, which is a drug that has been used therapeutically when treating addictions. Of course, that's illegal here in the United States. We can't have that, you know. You know, we might cut into the pharmaceutical cartel's profits, you know. Or I should say pharmaceutical mafia's profits. But, you know, um, addiction is maybe a topic that I'll cover in the future as well. It, it, it seems like a good thing to talk about. Uh, I'm going to be tackling in the future the neo-feminist agenda. Uh, I'm going back into, uh, you know, deep philosophy when it comes to the right of all people to own firearms. Gun ownership rights will be discussed in the future. Um... Uh, the concept of a solution that I want to talk about, maven targeting, you know, and maybe I'll break into this, uh, you know, more on um, addictions and how to wrestle with them and, and ultimately defeat those quote unquote demons that are all indwelling aspects of the psyche. And the only way you could do that is through knowledge, gnosis, making a diagnosis of the underlying causal factors that lead somebody to want to hurt themselves like that. Because it's all about self-loathing, and that self-loathing invariably, if you do psychoanalysis on the underlying causal factors, just like order followers, and that's why they drink and, and, and drug so much too, trying to numb out the care and the remainder of conscience that is left within them so that they could just work robotically like the good order following house slave that they are, you know, um, you know, uh, it, it ultimately stems from deep seated abandonment issues and you trace any of these people, I guarantee it. Like I guarantee the sun is going to come up on the Eastern horizon tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you trace the causal factors of addictive tendencies and order followers back to their source, to their causal factors. You are going to find a lost little boy and a lost little girl whose mommy and daddy did not pay enough attention to them. Childhood abandonment issues. Parental abandonment issues, whether physical, meaning the, the parent was not present, or whether emotional abandonment, mental abandonment, spiritual abandonment, psycho-spiritual abandonment issues lie at the heart of that. So, you know, people who want to say that, you know, these groups hold all the answers. They don't talk about a lot of this stuff. 
They don't get into those causal dynamics and causal factors in many instances. Uh, I'm really very glad that the caller asked me this question because it is actually something I do uh, feel strongly about and should get into talking about more and more um, because the ultimate addiction that's going on in society is the addiction to completely erroneous belief systems. Religion, in other words. Religion is the causal factor of the entire problem, ladies and gentlemen, and I pretty much said it since day one. The great work is about breaking people and their mind out of religious belief systems that do not serve who we are. And I'll leave this episode right there. Thank you to all the callers who made a fantastic show. Remember, folks, there's only two mistakes you could ever make on the path to truth. Not starting and not going all the way. We'll see you right here next week. Thanks for listening. Good night.